Hello goblins and ghouls, and welcome to the extra special mini episodes of My Haunted Life podcast with me, your host, Angela Hartshorn. These mini episodes are dedicated solely to listener stories, and some of these stories are pretty intense. Some are lighthearted, some are very short, and some are very long. I really take all kinds. For the privacy of the writer, I am only using first names unless you tell me otherwise. I plan on doing this throughout the month of October, so make sure to get your stories in. Email them to me at myhauntedlifepodcast at gmail. So, let's get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a cup of tea, make sure the doors are locked and the sage is close by. You have a story to tell us. So our first story today comes from my friend Shasta, and Shasta writes when... I was a teenager. I used to have my bed on the ground. Hey, me too. I did that too. Uh, Because I thought it was so cool. Well, one night I was sleeping and felt something grab at my leg and start pulling me onto the ground. I was grabbing at the bed, trying my damnedest to get away from this thing pulling me off. I tried screaming and I literally couldn't hear my screams. Not even in my head. Finally, it stopped. And it's like I woke up. Just laying on the floor, super confused as to what happened. A couple days later, my brother told me that Blake had the same experience at his house. That's creepy. I don't think I like that story, Shasta. Uh, My friend Shell writes, Eight years ago... We moved into a house that was already occupied, unbeknownst to us. Our lights would turn off and on at all hours of the night, and our dog would track something down the stairs constantly. It was insane for about a year. And Shell, I'll actually have on the podcast eventually, coming up, where she's going to tell us even more of these stories, because they're pretty intense. So this one's from Kayla, who is one of the moderators on the Facebook group. Kayla writes, I have a few stories, but for this story, I will talk about one of the two beings that lived in the house I grew up in. The house was made in the 1920s in the old part of town in Colorado. The blue house with a white picket fence was nestled into a dry red clay foothills which sloped ever so slowly towards the great watching mountain of Pikes Peak. Throughout my early years, I would run to the bathroom and back to my bed if I needed to in the middle of the night, unsure what might have been waiting in the dark. I had nightmares about ghosts living in my laundry room next door, and many dreams involving death. 
so nighttime was generally an uneasy time for me. As I entered into my teenage years, I became more comfortable in the dark. I often was the last to go to bed and sometimes sat in the dark and just stared up at the moon through the living room window, pondering my life and its future. I became comfortable looking around in the dark, sitting in the dark, and exploring my own inner worlds in the dark. In fact, my room was often described by my parents as the cave. During this time, I had taken down my bedroom door and replaced it with a curtain I made, something I often do to this day. I would always sleep with the curtain open and only closed it when I was listening to music and making art in my room or getting ready in the morning. My lovely black cat would lovingly guard the house by sitting in the living room window at night which I only came to realize once I had taken down my door and replaced it with the curtain. When I would lay down in my bed for the night, I would sit up and send my cat a mental kiss and thank him for protecting us. That was when I began to be aware of the shadow person living in my house. I only ever saw the shadow in one place in the living room, when all the lights were out. Sometimes it was more than I could sense. It was more that I could sense it with my eyes rather than see it with my eyes. It didn't make me uncomfortable for a while, and I didn't really think much about it because I knew my cat was protecting the house. That and that it never moved. However, it started to gain more power over the next few months. The more arguments that happened between my parents, the more sadness I felt about what was happening in the world. How do I know How do I know it was growing in power, one might ask? Well, it grew much more substance to it. So that it appeared thicker and less translucent. I started to get I started to get a felt sense that the shadow had a masculine energy and that he seemed to be wearing a wide-brimmed hat, a hat like a cowboy might wear. I could sense when it seemed to be looking at me and when it looked away. It seemed to be coming more menacing, though I wasn't sure why, I didn't know what to do. So I started cleaning the house. I cleaned the house on a regular basis, putting extra attention on dusting and vacuuming to take away dirt that might be collecting energetic ties. I did the laundry, I cleaned the bathrooms, I dusted the window sills, and I washed the glass of the windows every month. I'm sure my parents appreciated my new enthusiasm for cleaning, for keeping a a clean house. I continued by putting salt in the windowsills to protect the house from more negative energies coming in. And most importantly, I meditated. I meditated on bright white light entering the house, encompassing it with peace, grace, and purity. This was my house and I was claiming it.
This was my house and I was claiming it. I didn't know what the shadow person was doing in my house. I only knew that it seemed to be growing stronger and more interactive. And I wanted it gone. I was protecting my parents, my cats, and myself. And I knew that I was the stronger one. So I kept at it. Cleaning, using salt, and purifying the space with white light. My confidence grew. The house grew more calm, and one day I noticed that there didn't seem to be a shadow person there anymore. For the remainder of the years I lived in that house, I never felt that entity ever again. I'll never know why they came, what they wanted, and how I might have gotten them to leave. But I want to pass on my story because I know that I am not the only person to have seen a shadow person. And I believe that you are never helpless in the face of a silent home invader. Cleanse your space, protect it, and purify your energy. Claim your space, claim your space, claim your space. I remember going to this house, because me and Kayla grew up together several times, and I remember creepy feelings of being watched, especially on sleepover nights. But I never saw the shadow person. And the fact that Kayla described it wearing a big hat is so classic when it comes to shadow men stories. And I have no idea why that's a thing. But it is. I don't know. Um going to continue uh my friend sarah was telling me a story i believe it was about her uncle who worked as a groundskeeper at a cemetery uh she says i don't really have any good stories mostly just heard giggles and small cries some shadows you could feel a strong presence when you were around a small child's grave. And I always wanted to learn more about it, but never did. There are a lot of sounds of a bell ringing that can never be located. My guess would be residual activity from the days they buried folks with bells. Sarah, where was this? I would love to know where that is, because that's, I think that's cool. And I just really like this story, so I'm going to end this week's uh, mini-sode with this one from my friend Melanie. She writes a short little sweet one. My last home had a ghost cat. Like my not-ghost cats, it would rub my legs, jump up on the bed while I was on it, run down the halls. I joked that we had three cats. You just couldn't see one of them.
Alright, loves, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this mini-episode of my Haunted Life podcast. Keep the stories coming in. Remember to email them to myhauntedlifepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. I hope your week has started off lovely and is going fairly easily and smooth. And I will see you Thursday. Bye.